Happy New Year and welcome to 2017 and episode 47 of Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and this episode is a little bit different than previous episodes that we've had with Uncontained. Normally, I have a guest, talk to that guest, hear some stories, get some advice. This episode is more of a tribute to my former program director from when I worked at KRNA in Cedar Rapids. Iowa Greg Sharnow, or more commonly known simply as the Shark. On December 20th, the uh, Shark lost his battle with cancer, making my radio family one smaller. And it, Shark was a very supportive boss and a great friend. He he let me interview local bands or comics, shine the spotlight on local talent, even though that wasn't necessarily a radio station agenda. They, he knew that I was passionate about it, knew that I wanted to help out bands and comics in the area and get some exposure. So he helped me work with that. And if there was a major band that came through and he knew that I was a fan of the band or the genre itself, he would uh, he'd let me do the interview. For example, I got to interview Corey Taylor from Slipknot. During my time at KRNA, I recorded a bunch of spots or advertisements for band concerts coming through with that with that concert voice like you're gonna kick your own ass if you miss this. And I remember I remember there was one day he came to me with my first non-concert spot for Penguins Comedy Club, a comedy club in Cedar Rapids. And he told me, Static, I need you to record this spot for me, but please, please don't use your I'm going to kill you voice. Even even after I was uh, done working at KRNA, uh, I would come back and visit Shark. Like I've moved out to California. When I come back to Iowa, I'd stop by the station and Shark would throw me on air just to see what was going on, what I was up to, what I've been working on, and uh, just to catch up a little bit with, with Shark and Eastern Iowa on the air. In this episode, I actually went and dug up an old conversation that Shark and I had on air and a couple interviews, which uh, you may recognize the voices of from earlier uncontained shows. One of them is comedian Tom Garland. The other is the band Freak Label, whose singer Scott Ahrens is in the band Two-Bit Scoundrels, which I interviewed him in my second episode. And uh, another interview is one guest that I hope to one day have on Uncontained. It is uh, the lead singer of Slipknot, Stone Sour, and uh, whatever other side project he was working on. During the interview, I believe it was Corey Taylor in the Junk Beer Kidnap Band. But hopefully I'll actually get him on Uncontained in the future. That would be really cool and uh, a fun conversation to have. And what better way to kick off this tribute than a clip of Shark and I talking with my last time I actually got to talk to him on air when I visited in October of 2014. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Uncontained, a tribute to my former program director, Greg the Shark Sharnow. This one's for you, Shaki. Oh, Hawks. Eastern Iowa's Real Rock, 94.1 KRNA Shark Show. Very special guest and good friend and former co-worker, Static, back in the house. Static! What's up, Shark? How you doing, man? Oh, man. Let's uh, let's try the other one. Let's try the other mic? Yeah. 
Does this one sound better? Yeah, we've got technical difficulties. Nothing's changed since you left, Stat. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see that everything's still held together with duct tape. Man, uh, it's been like uh, over a year since you've been back in Iowa. Yeah, it's been like a year and three months, man, or almost four. So it, it's been a while. Lots. Uh, I see a few things have changed here. A new cell center, uh, you know, a few other buildings going up. And what's going on with the bus stop over there? Yeah, the uh, GTC getting a big rehab. There's a, it's a lot of dustiness downtown, but it's, it's a new sheen on Cedar Rapids. Yeah, and the building had a complete makeover inside here, too. Like Yeah. The lobby's different. No, that that flood was a was a blessing. <laughs> it, it took quite a while for it to work out, but yeah. So uh, static, uh, Raiders or 49ers out there in the Bay Area for you? Um, you know, I'm at heart, I'm first a Bears fan, but then then the Raiders, and you know, as long as uh, Niners aren't playing like one of my other favorite teams, I'll root for them too. You know, so it's like. You know, when the Bay Area is happy, no one's getting stabbed. Mainly when the Ra Raiders win, that is. But yeah. <laughs> You know, the uh, XFL team out there had uh, cheerleaders that weren't cheerleaders. They were strippers. So and it was all, it was on the Oakland side, so you got the guys who went ahead and dressed up like Darth Vader and did that whole number. And, the uh, black it was, hole? It was real wild. I forget what the XFL uh, Oakland team was called, but... I don't know. I went to one XFL game in Chicago back uh, back when Chicago had their team, and it was pretty crazy there too. I remember like a guy with a name like he hate me or something like that. <laughs> like the NFL needs names like that. Yeah, I remember that guy. So uh, you're here for a couple days back in uh, back in the Hawkeye State Static. Are you gonna? Go down to tornadoes and get an F5. Now, you said uh, you're more of a... Uh, F4. I like the F5. You like the F4. The F4. Uh, bacon, Canadian bacon, barbecue sauce, and, you know, all that on a bun with a burger. Can't go wrong. What about shows, man? Have you seen any good concerts out there? Um, I actually saw Clutch play not too long ago. Not one of the biggest bands, but... Uh, good, a good one. Definitely a good one. Um, saw, uh, actually saw the, uh, Rockstar, uh, tour come through there. Saw Alice in Chains, Jane's Addiction, and wow. a couple other bands that were playing that night, too. And they don't, they don't go through the motions like they do in Iowa. If you're playing the number five market in the United States, you're bringing your A game. That is true, yes. Uh, definitely put on <laughs> a heck of a show. I was a ways back. I was up in the, like, it was an amphitheater, so the general admission was way in the back. Uh-huh. And... They looked like little, like, army men or Lego people up there playing, yeah. but it was still cool. So when relatives come, do you uh, do you go out to Alcatraz then, or what do you, where do you, do you take them to the wharf, or? Uh... Been to the wharf, haven't been to Alcatraz yet, what? actually. Wow. I'm kind of saving a lot of the tourist things for when, you know, family does come visit, so yeah, I'm not on. sick of it. Come on, static uh, family, extended family, come out, come and I'm, out. I'm surprised they didn't take me to Alcatraz and try to leave me there, honestly, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool place, man. Uh, they, I think those, I think those guys that made that raft, I think they got away. They thought they died on whatever that's called Angel Island. I think those guys got out. Um, very well could have, man. Very well could have. The sharks. There's a lot of sharks. Yes. Which yes. Would be, would be fun. Take the little ferry from. Uh, what is that? Uh, over in Marin, they've got uh, the toughest, the toughest prison in the world, San Quentin, where Metallica played. Is surrounded by some of the most wealth in the United States. It's kind of a contrast over there, Static. Maybe you should get a house in Marin. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. As long as it's not inside the penitentiary walls, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, uh, it was, it's uh, good to have you back here in the Rock and Roll Skybox. And, uh, yeah, when our new company takes over next year, maybe you come on in here and, you know, create a, an own radio station of your own. Maybe we'll give you a new frequency or something. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll have to see what happens. You never know, Static. It's a weird and wild world, Shark. It is. Let's go ahead and play some more 94.1 KRNA Real Rocks. Take us out, Static, with the forecast. What, without looking at it from CBS2, what would you say like the rest of the afternoon is going to be? I'm going to say windy, but uh -huh. balmy. You know, nice, uh, probably about 65 degrees, something like that outside, maybe 70, and cooling off in the evening hours. Better than the weather channel. He is Static. Rock it out, bro. I'm going to put your picture up on our Facebook page so the good people can can see that you've got a more moderate haircut. Yeah, I got a haircut today because I'm in town for a buddy's wedding, and they went a little short on me. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little bit high and tight. Well, have a fun weekend, man. All right, man. Good talking to you, Shark. And that's a little look into uh, what Shark was like right there. His uh, his conversations were always fun to have because you never knew where they were going to end up or sometimes even start. He could start talking about anything and somehow seemingly making sense to him transition to just about anything else of as far away from that subject as possible but yes shark was always fun to talk to this next interview that i have coming up was uh back i believe in 2007 it's with the band freak label you uh have heard scott aarons on my show he's the lead singer of two-bit scoundrels and guitarist he's also the lead singer and guitarist in freak label as well a brutal metal band from cedar rapids and uh they are getting ready to put on their fifth anniversary show as we're going into this we discuss some lineup changes uh what they hope to happen in the future and uh these are always fun guys to talk to as well um never taking things too seriously so take a listen here's my interview with the band freak label eastern iowa's real rock 94.1 krna i'm sitting in the studio with the band freak label minus their guitarist ryan but i got scott adam and ben what's going on guys what's going on hey hello all right, well, I'm glad you guys could make it in here. Um, want to start by uh, actually introducing yourselves and saying what you do in the band. I'm Ben. I'm the drummer. I'm Adam. I'm the bass player and uh, backup vocals. My name is Scott Christopher Aarons, and I, am, <laughs> I do vocals and guitar. Nice, nice. Full name. You are under sworn testimony and oath, so <laughs> anything you say and do can and will be. Yeah, you know the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you guys have been together five years. This is your fifth anniversary show coming up. You want to give a little history on the band and what's gone on in the last five years? Well, last five years, uh, we've made a lot of progress. Uh, we put out an album called Monolith. Uh, we've changed drummers from our original drummer, Doug, who is now in Lost Nation, who will be playing with us Saturday. Uh, we have our new drummer, Ben, right here. Dropping rocks. From the skybox. That is copyrighted. No more use. Of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one with pebbles in my pocket. <laughs> we put out, you know, live and brutal for those of you who uh, were there in January of '06. Uh, you know, it's just been great. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people don't understand is being in a metal band, especially metal band. Um, 
it can take years to to become successful in a sense of on a national scale. And uh, we figure we got about another five years <laughs> before we at least at least that you know. So it's uh, we're about the halfway point, which is good. So you mentioned that your former drummer's band, Lost Nation, is going to be there. So that pretty much clears up any rumors of ill will going on between you two. Oh, yeah. All right. And who else will be playing the show as well? Speedfinger and Pneumatic. Right on. And some people have been talking about, oh, Freak Label hasn't been playing Cedar Rapids so long, like for a while. Uh, what have you guys been up to? About 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, in all seriousness. Uh you know, we've just been playing, uh, we've been playing Des Moines a lot lately. Um, Cedar Rapids is, you know, just, if you, when you want to make a career in music, you've got to travel, you know, and especially living in the Midwest. We don't have a major metropolitan area where we can play there our whole lives and still see new faces every show, you know, and you just got to, you got to get out there because if you don't, you're not going to go anywhere. And, and so we've been hitting Des Moines a lot. We've been hitting some central Iowa areas and, and whatnot. So. so you're saying Cedar Rapids isn't a mecca for live music? It's not. You know what? I mean, I love this town, and this town has done great things for us, and and uh, has the fans have been great. But it just seems like live music here is just suffering at this moment. It's so it's an, sad. It's an interesting point. What do you think people need to do to uh, bring like a music scene here to um, Cedar Rapids? I think people just need to be stopped being lazy Americans. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, we are. You know, people rather sit at home and and download stuff on iTunes and watch video live videos instead of going out and seeing the live experience. That's part of the problem too is is that uh, technology is just going so fast and it encourages people to be lazy instead of actually going to see the live experience. And no all ages venues. Yeah, that's that's another one. No all ages venues and it's it's really tough, man. Right on. And for the people who are of age and can go to the show tomorrow, what can they expect from uh, the five years of musical brutality? The same drunken frenzy we always put on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to be your standard kick your teeth in freak level show. I mean, it's it's going to be fast, it's going to be it's going to be brutal and it's going to be it's going to be uh, Metal, <laughs> you know, as Dio or any nice of the, Iron Maiden my, reference. My there. hero, um, Bruce Dickinson, would say. So you know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be everything you expect it to be, and more, and more. All right, we'll be back with Freak Label, and it will be everything you expected it to be, and more, right here on Eastern Iowa's Real Rock ninety four point one KRNA. Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. I'm Static, sitting in the studio with Freak Label. We're back, and we're talking about the history of Freak Label and their new drummer. So, Ben, how have you been fitting in with these guys? I fit in fine. These guys are a little bit old, but... Yeah, if 26 is old, I guess that's old. <laughs> Adam's 27. <laughs> I am the oldest, and Ben is the youngest. Yes, Ben cannot even get into many of the bars that he plays, so if you uh, groupies want his autograph after the show, you'll have to meet him out at the van. Or come down by the river anytime. I'm down by there. <laughs> <laughs> He's been drinking four hours of coffee in the basement for four hours. <laughs> yes, yes, nice Chris Sorry. Farley reference. Uh, Freak Label, going to be at 3rd Street Live tomorrow night. It's their fifth anniversary celebrating five years of musical brutality right here in Cedar Rapids. Any last words, guys, or any words to get people to come out to the show? Well, you know, it's going to be a good time. We got some great bands along with us, our good friends, Speed Finger, Lost Nation, and hopefully our new friends, Pneumatic. Because it's going to be a lot of metal. Woody Show Club afterwards. <laughs> All right, after party at Woody Show Club, show at Third Street Live tomorrow. What time are the doors tomorrow? 
Uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Get on down to 3rd Street. Help support local music. Five years of musical brutality with Freak Label. You're listening to 94.1 KRNA. Death Before Disco. And that is my interview with Freak Label back in 2007-ish for their fifth year anniversary show. And I actually interviewed them quite a few times, even going back to uh, my college radio days. So it was cool to see them progress through those five years and continue to grow, put out some um some pretty badass CDs. If you're in the metal, you'd want to go back and check them out. There's Freak Label Live and Brutal, which is a live recording, and then uh, Monolith, which is a studio recording, which definitely a must-listen to for metal fans. And if you want to hear more from Scott Aarons, you can check him out on episode three of Uncontained where he talks about his new project, which is 2-Bit Scoundrels, which is a combination of punk rock and country western. So definitely very interesting if you want to listen to that. It's up there on SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, check it out. Uh, Scott Aaron's 2-Bit Scoundrels, Freak Label. As we continue to roll through my interviews on my KRNA days with this tribute to Shark continuing on, I talked to comedian Tom Garland, who was actually my number one episode, or my first episode of Uncontained. This interview with Tom was back when he was just starting to have some big things happen for him, and he had a his first big show with Steve-O from Jackass coming up, and now he's currently touring with uh, former WWE wrestler Rob Van Dam, and I'm looking forward to his trip coming out here to San Francisco in about a month. He should be playing at the DNA Lounge. In this interview, we talk about some of the steps he had to take to get from just starting out, starting up an open mic, to opening for Steve-O, and some of the nightmare shows he had to play, like being on stage during Game 7 of the NBA Finals. But we'll get into that. Very funny interview with Tom Garland. We even poke fun of the KRNA voice imaging guy. Enjoy this interview with comedian Tom Garland. Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. This is Static dropping rocks on you from the skybox. Up here with local comedian, yes, homegrown comic here in Cedar Rapids, Tom Garland. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. You got some uh, big stuff going on here uh, coming up. You got a Steve-O show coming on uh, February 25th. Uh, have you ever done anything with like Steve-O or anything like that before, or is this the first time working with him? I, this is the first time working with him. I'm excited. I'm scared, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like going to say, are you worried that he's like going to try to like uh, put like mouse traps on your nipples <laughs> and like uh, shock your uh, chode? I believe I can say chode on the radio, so yeah, we'll go with chode or taint. <laughs> God, uh, I hope not. You know, that's I, well. I didn't write that into my act just yet. So I mean, maybe if uh, if he asked for, it. he did request though a, and they they haven't told me why. But I guess when I get off stage, they're bringing on like a, a folding table and a butcher knife was what he requested. So I'm I'm interested to see what he's gonna do. I don't know. It's gonna be a fun show though. I bet you were relieved to hear that it was when you got off stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Not beforehand, was, so exactly. 
All right, all right. So uh, you're from Cedar Rapids. Uh, how did you get your start in the stand-up comedy? You know, I started at Penguins Comedy Club, which is a great spot uh, down here. You know, uh, and, and then they closed. Uh, they closed the one at the Clarion. They now are still obviously uh, open at the Vault or whatnot. But uh, but they closed the one at the Clarion, and so I decided to start doing it in Iowa City. So uh, I started up a couple shows of my own. Um, you can see me there every Monday night at the Yacht Club, and on the first and third Wednesdays uh, at the Summit Nightclub there downtown as well. All right, sounds good, sounds good. Yeah, I actually stopped out there last Monday. Actually, the last two Mondays now. First time being on stage in almost a year. So it, it was fun getting back up there, doing that, and uh, knocking a little rust off. And how did you get started doing the open mic nights in Iowa City? Yeah. I hear there's an interesting story behind this. Yeah, That's why I actually, uh, and you were good, by the way. You got to keep coming out. I, I was telling you, you were, you were knocking rust off. You were you were knocking some laughs out of people. It was great. But I, <laughs> I tell you what, I started doing stand-up, actually, which is hilarious, um, at a bar it, it used to be called firewater but i i did stand up uh that's the coyote ugly yeah, bar it was right? a coyote ugly bar so they would remove a stripper pole uh from the state and i would do stand up on this bar where girls normally where they would have like go-go dancers and whatnot but uh but yeah it was definitely i i, I always felt like i should have been doing the like the strip club uh the, the strip club dj voice while i was up oh there. yeah coming up next we got another <laughs> like comedian yeah that one that guy yeah, exactly all yeah. right all right yes yeah so you were up on the bar telling jokes, right? That yeah, I mean it was just a weird. I, I literally like stepping over people's drinks, trying to make them laugh at the same time. Um, doing stand up in front of the you know like six people with the TVs on behind me. I actually did stand up one night uh, while Game Seven of the NBA Finals were going on. Kobe is like slamming. You know, I, I almost was like, I don't even want to watch me. I was like, I want to watch this game. Yeah, that's tough when you're competing with something like that. I'm sure you had a very attentive audience that night, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's you know. You, you roll with the punches. It wasn't so bad. And actually, it, it's made me a lot better comic. Now I get to do good crowds and whatnot. Um, I'm really excited for the thing. Like, I, you know, I said the thing that uh, I've got coming up with Steve-O. And, and that's just going to be a wonderful crowd. And we got two shows and whatnot. So I'm spoiled now. You know, it's, it, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I should still be there. It's been a it's been a fast and quick ride. Right on, right on. Well, uh, Tom, where do you uh, gather your uh, material at? Like, what what inspires you? Uh, what Where do you get the the fuel for your jokes. You know, I'm I'm kind of a topical comedian. I like to make jokes about, you know, what's going on in the news and and what like that. I uh I was I was even posting uh, Whitney Houston jokes last night and I was I was oh, kind of feeling jo- I was feeling guilty about it, but at the same time it's my job. I got to stay up on things, you know. Uh, people need to laugh, you know. It's Exactly. In, in comedy there's really no such thing as too soon. Exactly. Uh, so where else do you get it? Like uh, the news, uh, anything else inspire you? Or? Yeah, yeah, weird stuff. Like you know, I honestly, listen to bands. Uh, you know, experiences that you, ha- you that you have in real life. Um, I went to a Kiss concert uh, for the first time recently, and I thought that was going to be like like the coolest experience for me. But I was so uh, weirded out when I got there, and everybody there was like wearing like Kiss outfits <laughs> at the concert. And I, I felt like I didn't come dressed properly, you know, because I, I was just in like street clothes when I went. But then I got wondering, too. I was like, do these these people think, like, there might be a chance that they're going to get on stage? (laughs) You know what I mean? And they're just prepared. Like, what, like, Gene's going to get sick or something, and he's going to be, like, coughing in the back? (laughs) Don't worry about it. We've already had 300 people already through makeup. We'll get this show on the road. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, the show must go on. If you got to pull somebody out of the crowd, like uh, that – Marky Mark movie, uh, Rockstar, or something <laughs> Rockstar. on VH1. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think everybody thinks that they're uh, <laughs> they're Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm uh, talking about rock. Uh, what bands do you listen to? Since we are on a rock station, what, uh, 
Yeah, I listen to a lot of metal. I like Marilyn Manson a lot. Uh, I saw he's coming to Valet or whatnot, so I'll probably go see him when when he's in Des Moines. That's really cool. Uh, I, you know, I get I like a lot of weird different stuff. I like a lot of like independent bands, garage bands. Like when I was starting out doing comedy, I would have killed to play in somebody's garage. I just, uh, <laughs> um, but I you know I like a lot of bands. I, I perform at the Yacht Club, so I see a lot of the bands that perform there. Uh, Uniphonics, uh, I always go check them out when they're around. They're local. Yeah, those uh, guys are cool. I actually uh, host a battle of the bands that they were in uh, at the uh, Union uh, a few oh, okay. years really back. Cool. Uh, them, the Mad Monks, and uh, there was somebody else there I that the I can't Monks think too. of. Yeah, they're but, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely cool local bands. So, you go to a lot of local shows? Yeah, or? I do. I, li- I like local music. I-, I like anything live. You know, I think that's what got me into stand-up so much is I've always preferred live music. And, and so, live, like, you know, lo- local comedy has always been, a, always been a draw to me. And so, when I started doing it myself, uh, it just became, like, the most addictive thing. All right, cool, cool. Crack and comedy, both very addictive. <laughs> Ask Whitney Houston if you could. But you can't because, well, well, you know the reason why. We got to go to break. That's why. We'll be back with Tom Garland here in just a few minutes, kicking more rocks and laughs at you from the skybox. And uh, we'll have to talk about that Steve-O show coming up right here on Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. We are back in the skybox with local comedian Tom Garland. Yeah, so we got some big shows coming up. Let's get back to talking about uh, there's a Steve-O show and one other show coming up at a coffee shop, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's tonight um, in just a few hours. It's at 10 o'clock. It's at Teaspoons in Iowa City, and uh, I'm going to be the feature act for Ace Goolian there. Now, he, uh, not a huge name, but uh, but he's you know a big up-and-comer. He's been on Comedy Central. Um uh, he you know does the Laugh Factory all the time, uh, the Comedy Store, and uh, the best part is show's free. It's put on by the University of Iowa, um, but it's not just for University of Iowa students. It's open to the public. Um, it's a free show, cause so come check us both out there. It's be a really cool, neat, uh, neat environment. All right, cool, cool. And then uh, real quick, we're probably running a little short on time here. Uh, let's touch back up on the Stevo uh, Stevo show. Uh, what 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 date is that again? That's uh, at- that's February twenty fifth at seven and ten o'clock at the First Avenue Club, and uh, I'm the feature act for that show. Um, so you get to see like thirty minutes of me, and then uh, God knows like an hour or so of him. And uh, you can still get those tickets on uh, on Ticketmaster. On Ticketmaster. Yep. All right, cool, cool. And I think uh, we may have some tickets uh, to give away yet uh, here. Um, so, uh, yeah, what do you say we just do this email right now? Uh, send me an email at static at krna.com. And uh, we got two pairs, are you saying? Two tickets. Two tickets. Okay, two tickets to go check out uh, Steve-O and Tom Garland live at First Avenue Club in Iowa City right there on uh, First Avenue down on the southeast side. So uh, stop on in, check it out. Uh, anything in closing here? Uh, I heard you talking about our imaging guy yeah, earlier. No, I, I really got to say, thanks so much for having me here. It's an honor to be here. I love the, the, the Skybox and whatnot. I've always been a longtime listener of KRNA, but I've always gotten uh, such a kick out of the, yeah, the what did you call it? It's our imaging guy. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. the voice imaging. Uh, like. Yeah, the guy that's like, you know, like uh, you're listening to 94.1 KRNA, Iowa's a real rock. I've always got such a kick out of that guy thinking like, what does he talk like that in real life? You know, like I, I just love to see this guy in any kind of normal situation, like trying to go to prom with somebody. <laughs> like you should go with me. It would rock. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I could just see his friends, like, giving him the hardest time in the world, like, trying to get him to stop talking like that. You know, like, man, really, can you cut it out? Okay. 
K-R-N-A. Okay, RNA. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, like, trying to give, like, like, what, like he's going to get married someday, like, you know, and he's going to have to, like, exchange vows, you know, like, I was really into you, you know, like, <laughs> said I was real rock or whatever, I yes, don't know, Yes, yes, and could you just picture him, like, uh, back when he was a teenager, going through puberty and developing <laughs> that voice, the high pitches and the low pitches cracking, and like, yeah, K-R-R-N-A-R. K-R-N-A. Kind of sounds like Christopher Walken doing a drunken pirate impersonation, but, yeah, anyway, once again, Tom Garland, thanks for stopping out, Tom. You're going to be... Once again, tonight at Teaspoons. At and 10 then o'clock. At 10 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening right now, stop, turn around from wherever <laughs> you're going, head to Teaspoons, stop in and check out that show. And then also the big show with Steve-O on February 25th at First Avenue Club. Uh, I'll make sure that I uh, try to stop out there and uh, try not to get any uh, electrical torture from Steve-O <laughs> or something like that. And good luck with that butcher knife and table, man. Yeah, man, I'm freaked out, but it's going to be fun. All right, sounds good. Thanks for stopping out, Tom. Make sure you make your way out there, too. Check Tom and Steve-O out at First Avenue Club on February 25th and uh, tonight at Teaspoons in Iowa City. Uh, now uh, we got to get uh, some more rock coming your way, so keep it locked right here on Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. That was a fun interview to do. Uh, getting to joke around on air with another comedian was always fun. And Tom Garland actually went on to do a lot with the guys from Jackass. It was right before his first show with Steve-O, but ended up doing quite a bit of work with the Jackass crew, including touring with Preston Lacey, where uh, we actually talk about that on episode one of Uncontained. He gets punched in the face with a turkey by Preston, or Preston punches him vice versa either way he got into doing some of the jackass skits on stage with the crew and as i mentioned before the interview he's currently working with former wwe superstar rob van dam touring the country doing some shows and i'm looking forward to february 7th when he's out here in the san francisco bay area at the dna lounge with rob van dam so i'll definitely be checking that out i got one more interview for you uh, from my days at KRNA that I'm going to play for you today. And this is the one that I want to have on my podcast that I haven't quite got yet. is Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour. And what was really cool about this interview was I actually got to ask some questions about the band that I really wanted to know. And when you're a fan of a band and you have questions, hear rumors, you want to get straight to the source and figure out, are these are these true or are they just folklore or hearsay? And I got to ask him a question about the song Eyeless, which you'll hear in this interview. And it was really cool getting to hear the answer. This is Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour right here. On uncontained. Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. This is Static with Corey Taylor from Slipknot on the phone. They're playing tonight in Cedar Rapids at the Cell Center. How you doing and how's the tour going, Corey? Uh, it's been a great tour, man. We've uh, we've had some really fantastic shows. Uh, the crowds have been great. I mean, it's been a really good little short tour, man. You know, a little three-week tour we've done. 
Okay, only on the road for three weeks, uh, but you're touring with uh, Devil Driver and All That Remains. Any uh, crazy stories for the road, even in those three weeks that can be told on radio? or uh, Not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it just... I mean, it, anytime we get bored, we start to get up to some kind of weird shenanigans. So uh, the other night, we, uh, you know, a bunch of us were doing shots and whatever, and uh, we were on stage actually playing, and uh, the clown had to make it make it a point to walk across, uh, right, walk right in front of me and throw up on my leg as I was singing. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I was I was really happy that he did that. Now nothing says love in metal like puking on somebody's leg. I'll yeah, tell a little, you, that. you know, a little little man to man vomit. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Really, never hurt nobody. You know, maybe start a chain reaction. Everybody just start puking on stage and everything. Yeah, I have visions to stand by me, you know, and, and the pie-eating contest. But, I mean, what are you going to do? It, <laughs> it took everything I had just to finish the song. But he, <laughs> he knows how I feel about vomit. Right on, right on. All right, I heard that while well, in the studio recording this, uh, the new CD, All Hope Is Gone, you kind of rediscovered a new chemistry or had more, like, each person played a bigger part in here. You want to, like, describe how this differ- differed from other CDs? Well, you know, I mean, with a band like this, you know, I mean, you're always going to kind of exist on your psychoses, you know? And uh, But this time around, you know, I mean... You know, we've been doing this a long time. We've all kind of gone through our ups and downs. You know, we've all gone through our dark stuff. And just coming into this, to this album, everybody kind of just had that feeling that they'd, you know, they'd kind of come through unto their own, you know, uh, especially me. You know, I, I was in a completely different spot than I was, you know, 10 years ago, even six years ago. Yeah. So for me, you know, just coming in, playing a stronger role, and everything and uh you know taking a taking a bigger hand and stuff as far as like arrangement goes as far as like you know just just helping with the songs and writing from you know writing my own stuff and bring it in and it just seemed like everybody brought a little more to the table this time around not just musically but you know emotionally and and uh you know so by the time we were ready to go on the road we were all in a really good headspace Right on. So how did uh, did your work with Stone Sour help you prepare for writing this CD as well, being more of an intricate part? Um, I, I don't know if it, it, I don't know about the writing. You know, I've always contributed, you know, as much as I could with this band. You know, I, yeah. I just don't I don't write uh, I don't write like 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 intricate metal. You know, I, I just I've, I've never been able to do I'm more of a rock guy, you know, yeah. and and the guys are just so good at writing that stuff that I've just kind of st- stood in the back. You know, I, I've, I've written my, my share of riffs, but yeah, for the more, for the most part, I kind of let them do their thing. Um, I think the stone sour run prepared me for coming in and, and kind of, you know, stepping up and taking a, you know, a stronger, like leading role. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, we did a lot of work on that come whatever may run. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it was it was work every day. You know, I mean, it was just on, 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 on. So coming out of that, you know, I, I was ready to, to really kind of step it up and, and assume that role with this band as well. 
Right on, right on. I want to go back on this question a ways, back to the first album. Okay. And a song called Eyeless. I heard right. an interesting story about how you came across uh, Can't See, uh, You Can't See California Without Marlon Brando's Eyes line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there an actual story behind that? I want to hear from you, then I'll tell you what I heard. That's a, no, that's a true story. We were, uh, we were in New York City, and we'd never been to New York City before. We were there visiting uh, Roadrunner Records. And... Uh, we were standing on the corner. I can't remember what the street was, but this this homeless guy was he was he was walking down the street, and he was just saying the most amazing things. You know, like I mean, he was clearly nuts, but uh, he he was just he was just rolling through, just I mean, just babbling to everybody. And we were kind of all standing there, and he he walked by. And he turned to us. He looked us right in the face. I swear to God. And he said, "You can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes like that." And he just <laughs> he kept walking, and and we were just like, "Did that just happen?" You know. <laughs> I mean, we just thought that was the craziest thing ever. We were like, "That's so." But then I just that that line stuck in my head. Like it oh, really man. stuck in my head, and I, I ended, ended up using it in in, in Eyeless. Very nice. I, that's the story I heard, but I wasn't quite sure if it was true or not. So no, that's some uh, that's that's a true story. That's some Guns N' Roses stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you know, no, like yeah, walking through the jungle, you yeah. know that stuff. It's crazy, man. Just the stuff that happens to you that turns into a song. Bums help write some of the greatest music. This is very true. I, I can't say that about the the theory of a dead man song, but. You know, it's I, I'll back you on that. Yeah, I'm like the "Hate My Life" song you're referring to. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sick of all this self-loathing rock. You know, like uh, whatever. Yeah, happened and, it, to and the it, rock there's star. really nothing loathing about it. You know, no, it's, it's just not. It's almost a, like poppy loathing. It's such a low rent way to try to like to try to like identify with people that you have no idea who they are. You know, it, it sucks. Which which really bums me out because those guys are really nice guys, but that song is probably one of the worst songs I've heard in 25 years. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. That one gets on my nerves, and oh. like, it's like kind of, in my opinion, hurting rock in a way, kind of taking away the rock star image, taking away yeah. like the dude I want to be like that guy, like see the guy on stage and be like. I wish I could be that cool, but instead, no. It's like I want to curl up and cry in the corner like the dude, like from Theory of a Dead Man. You know? It's yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. just not exactly. my but idea. You're standing in the audience and you're like, "God, I'm ten times cooler than that dude," and he's on stage and I'm not. Like, what? What the hell is going on here? Yeah, and as long as we're talking about that, uh, I read a story uh, about a band that wants to save rock music as it is. We'll talk about that in just a second. More with Corey Taylor on that. But first, let's play the latest track off their CD, All Hope Is Gone. This is Dead Memories on Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. Eastern Iowa's Real Rock 94.1 KRNA. That was Slipknot with Dead Memories. I am Static talking to Corey Taylor on the phone about a band that wants to save rock music as it is popular rock <laughs> music. Yeah, Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit getting back together, yeah. uh, saying that they're more disgusted with uh, popular heavy music than they are with themselves. Do you feel better about the future of metal knowing this? Uh, well, I did until he said something. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I thought we were safe. I thought we were done with this, but apparently not. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what? It, it just it gives me another person to loathe. You know, yes. it's 
That's okay. I and mean, me another person to make fun of on air, so I'm all right with basically, that. Basically, yeah, yeah. That's that's what we need is another, you know, five years of, yeah, come on. <laughs> Limp biscuit. Yeah. That's <laughs> stupid. Hell yeah, dude, I hear you. All right, so you've got, obviously, Slipknot and Stone Sour, but you have another band that you are uh, working on right now or actually going out and about to be touring with, correct? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I'm doing a couple different, you know, a couple, couple shows here and there. It's basically uh, uh, the backing band for my solo stuff. Right, on uh, It's NXL. called uh, the Junk Beer Kidnap Band. Yes, and what can people expect from uh, this as far as the style of music and stuff like that? Will it be more like Slipknot, more like Stone Sour, somewhere in between? Uh-huh. Well, neither, neither, honestly. I mean, this is like this is like good time, upbeat, like Midwestern rock. You know, like this is in the vein of like uh, the Replacements, um, old, old, old Soul Asylum. Um, like uh, Social D, right? You know, on, so stuff we'll like have that. like a little dirty, grungy sound there. with a little bit it, of like, like funkiness, or no, just huge chords, big choruses. You know, just you know, sing along stuff. Basically, you know, just good hard rock. You know, I right mean, on. It, it's uh, it, it's just I mean that's the stuff that I write. You know, and uh, you know half the time I write stuff and it doesn't. I can't use it with either band, and I just got kind of got to the point where it's like, I, I want to play this stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to let this just sit, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, put a I put a band together with some guys from home, and uh, we just started jamming it, and uh, now we're just playing some, playing some shows and just seeing what happens. Right on, man. All right, well, what can people expect going to the show tonight? Say there's somebody out there that hasn't seen Slipknot yet by some by some chance. What can they expect stepping into the cell center tonight? Well, I tell you what, we, we got a really good set put together. This is probably my my favorite set that we've put together in a long time. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of energy, as always. You know, even though the clown's very old. Um, just uh, you know, just it's 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 Slipknot. You know, it's vintage Slipknot. It's uh. You know, we're we're kind of getting up there, but we haven't let the intensity slide at all. You know, I mean, I think we're tighter than we've ever been, to be honest. And uh, everybody's playing great, and uh, it's just going to be a really kick-ass metal show. Right on, man. Speaking of the clown, uh, how is he doing after the family uh, family incident? He's he's doing okay. All know? right. Um, it's it's something that you know I I I don't really feel comfortable talking about. Understandable, because, dude. You know, that's that's him. But from my perspective, you know, I mean, we just we just all want to be there for him. Yeah. You know? He's uh, you know, he's our big chief, and um, you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't do on this, you know, for that guy. So, yeah. Well, you wishing know, the just, best for me. We're just trying me. to be there for him. Wishing the best for all us at KRNA and everything like that. And oh, absolutely. Uh, and one last thing before I let you go, what is next for Slipknot? Can we expect another CD in the future? Or oh yeah, yeah, It'd probably be a couple of years, but yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's something we're already talking about, which is pretty cool. We've never done that before, so uh, we're uh, you know we got a lot of big ideas kind of in the fire, and uh, if only if if half of them come out, I think this will be a, a big thing, not only for us but for the fans. 
All right, sweet. Well, thank you once again for joining me, Corey. Uh, show tonight at the Cell Center. I believe doors are at 7 o'clock. It's Slipknot, All the Remains, and Devil Driver throwing down. If you miss this show, you'll probably want to kick your own ass. <laughs> too true, too true. And that was one of my favorite interviews uh, during my time at KRNA, getting to speak to Corey Taylor of Slipknot. And that wraps up the trip down memory lane through my work at KRNA and the tribute to Shark, my former program director. Also, I'd like to partially dedicate this to Scott Steele as well, who was... uh, one of the morning show hosts that I interned for who also passed away from cancer about two years ago. So that's two members of my radio family that cancer has taken. Really sucks, but I appreciate appreciate the time that I had with both those guys, Shark and Scott Steele, and helping form my radio slash broadcasting career, giving me opportunities and guidance. And thank you for listening This episode was my thanks and way of uh, showing gratitude for what Shark and Scott Steele have done for me in the past. Thanks again for listening, and please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and share us on iTunes or your favorite pod player. And please check out the brand new uncontainedpod.com and support the show. Click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help support the show. If you're not an Amazon shopper and want to support the show, well, just tell somebody about the show. Help spread the word, get the word out there, and let people know that you found this show uncontained. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Live uncontained.